Today on Gun Talk Nation, we've got Mr. Kevin Jarnigan, a.k.a. KJ. We're talking about going to the state capitol and fighting for gun rights. This Gun Talk Nation is brought to you by Arms Corps, Silencer Central, Silence Delivered, ATN, the future of optics, and Hodgden, the gunpowder people. I like how Hodgden just says, we're the gunpowder people. You know us because- It's what we do. That's our thing. We don't do anything else. No one else. (laughs) Um, So, KJ, occasionally we like to hit ourselves in the head with a hammer just for fun to remind ourselves why it hurts. Well, yeah, yeah. every once in a while you got to do that. You have to do that every once in a while just because it's the thing we do. I, I I go maybe as not not as much as I'd like to, but I go as much as I can when things come up, when there's something important going on. And so um, we live about an hour from Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. So it's an hour drive into the state capitol. And this is our little, hey, spoiler alert, this is a public service announcement that you need to get your ass to your state capital. Yeah. I said I said the I, word. You, you I said did. A word. Man, you went there. I, I was I was wondering if you're going. Um, I was like, oh, is he going to say it? And <laughs> but it's that important. This, yeah. it, you know, as like fathers, every once in a while, you have to raise your voice and you have to talk sternly, <laughs> yes. right? You get have to talk attention. sternly, and get your attention, and that yes. was one of those things. Um, so I got a call this weekend about a bill that was going to be coming up this weekend to a committee, and um, here's the bill. Okay, this this is the general idea. And I think 47 or 46 states have some sort of state preemption Mm -hmm. law about the Second Amendment, which state preemption, if you're not familiar with it, it means that municipalities, cities and counties can't make their own gun laws up or at least depending on how the law is written, they can't make up um make laws that are worse than what the state has on the books more restrictive than what the state has in the books and and louisiana has a really they have pretty good gun laws and yes. they have a really good state preemption well it, it it allows you not to have like this patchwork of laws throughout your state which we and, see that which we see that right? in states which causes issues so and, what and happened you'll get into that so so house bill 209 209 um was proposed by a representative from new orleans and new orleans was seeking their own basically exclusion from the state preemption we yeah. want to be able to set up our own laws right. so they weren't gun laws. they weren't i think it's important to note they weren't passing a law here they were just they were passing gun the, laws ex- yet they were just trying to get yes. approval to be able to pass their own gun laws. Right. And and this this type of thing, it it always comes up in states. You know, mm-hmm. these bigger municipalities, you know, whether it's like in Austin, Texas, or these Dallas, Fort Worth areas, these larger Seattle, Chicago. Yes, yes Portland, yeah. that type of thing. They want to be excluded from the preemption laws in order to uh, be a little bit more restrictive on legal gun owners. Yeah. Because let's be honest, that's who this is targeting. This is that's right. who this is for. Because this really New Orleans really is like ran by Democratic folks. Right. Like, this yeah. is not this is true. a I mean like a lot of states, you have the tail that wags the dog, right? The majority even look, even like California, mm-hmm. you have a a really big population of conservative gun-loving people in right. California. But then you have those bastions of liberalism with San Francisco, Los Angeles, and 
And, you know, it's tough to fight that. So there's the, anyway, that's what was going on. That's why we went up there. But what's interesting is going to the state capitals. Number one is in most places you just go. Yeah. You don't have to get dressed up. Oh, we, you you don't, you know, typically you cannot carry a gun or a knife or anything in Mm. there. You have to go through a metal detector, which is the case. That's part, that's part for the course. Um, What did you, what you've been before? mm Mm-hmm. What was your experience with it? I mean, what it was it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I mean, you should you show up and you kind of gather outside the room uh, before the doors officially open. The, our doors were opening at like nine thirty or so. Um, but you go up to the state capitol. You know, everybody's cordial with each other. Uh, walking up because I've been tuned in to like you know the anti gun groups and some of their they wear red shirts. Like yeah, that was thing. it. The mom's so demand action. We, yeah. I get there and Ryan and I kind of walk, walk up and I'm like, well, these kind of look like my people, but they're all wearing red shirts. <laughs> like they, I see a guy with a staccato hat <laughs> yes. on, but he's wearing red shirt. <laughs> so like, so that, that kind of threw me off a little bit. So what like, happened Man. is there's, there's a group that have organized of, of gun people to say, we're going to go to the Capitol yes. when they're hearing gun bills. And they, they all wear either red or purple, purple shirts yeah. to kind of, show basically show the politicians who they are yes. and what they're all about well and and sometimes i mean i don't really believe this was the case um but if they're out there and they're kind of on the fence and they're looking at it and they're like well is who which side is this important to mm-hmm. um that's one of the biggest reasons to show up and and you had been asked to go yes and then and ryan you know he got that phone call on saturday and was, you know, Ryan was planning on he's going to speak. And I was like, well, I guess we're going to the uh, Capitol. And Ryan, you were kind of like, oh, you're going to go? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, part of it is showing up and, and being there in support and to show that this matters. Mm-hmm. You know, we do not live in the New Orleans area. No. This is this this pertain didn't necessarily pertain directly to us, but we go there. We go there. I mean, we're we're less than an hour away. And it would be like living in the suburbs of Chicago or the suburbs yes. of Seattle or whatever. We we use the New Orleans airport when we travel. Yep. Um, we go there for, you know, concerts or go out to eat or entertaining clients when right. they're in town. It's it's the big city that's right. near us. It's and obviously you do. New Orleans is a fun place. If you like that sort of thing, great restaurants, mm-hmm. lots of activities, different festivals, yeah. fun stuff to do. They do have a crime problem, oh just gosh, like most no. major cities yeah. have crime challenges. Right. The problem with New Orleans is not a gun problem. That One of the big problems with New Orleans is a culture problem, a culture of crime, but also not enforcing crime. Oh, my gosh. I think that was one of the biggest shockers to me is, you know, they they a lot. So they had a three second rule or three minute rule. I'm glad it wasn't a three second rule. We wouldn't have gotten a word in. But so they say like, so you can speak and you can plead your case for three minutes and then you have to, you know, allot your time somewhere else or to whomever it is um, speaking after you. But that was what was interesting to me is is the the background that these legislatures and these representatives acquired to either, you know, oppose or be in favor of. Yeah, um, that's and the, that's where I, my jaw about hit the ground. It's amazing when you hear the the other side who is not in favor of gun rights have them vocalize their reasoning, and so it, you can't. Sometimes I can't tell if it's just dishonest or if it's just pure ignorance. 
or is it is it party line or is that they're just like well this is where i've got to stand on it and i'm i don't want to listen i don't want to i don't want to say that we're always like reasonable but they don't want to hear that reason they don't want to you're not going to change my mind no matter how much sense you make i think sometimes i feel like when i'm dealing with people who are anti-gun and typically more on the liberal side of things right is i i sometimes compare it to having a discussion with like a like a 10 year old. Oh, I was going to um, shoot way lower. <laughs> well, and what I mean by that is they get real wrapped up in what seems good and sounds good and not what's reality, not what's fact. It's a feeling thing yes. for them. And um, so, yeah, we and had that came across in the the people who are speaking. Yeah. So you had people who were opposing the bill, us, and you had people who were in favor of the bill and each gets to speak and you can go the way we do it here. You fill out a card and you fill out a card. Are you opposed to the bill or are you in favor of the bill? And you can say, do I, would you like to speak? Yes or no. And they'll give you that option. Um, And, and so as we kind of approached and we started to say, okay, all these red shirts are, are with us because they want to be seen. Um, you fill out a card and it just says, ask your address and what bill you're there to hear. And, you know, you, we wrote out HB 209 and this is a committee. So this was the criminal justice. I think it's committee. important to know that it's really important if you can to get there for the committee hearings of these bills before they get to the main floor right. for discussion and debate. Because at the committee level, you can really, I think, be more effective mm-hmm in making your voice heard about this. And there's a chance where you squash this thing before it becomes a big thing. Right. And before it goes to ballot or before it is voted on. And I think you're hundred percent right. If you can get into these committees. Um, But we have, and I guess Ryan, that's kind of a question I'm going to toss to you is we have the, um, the benefit of having someone kind of on the inside who who reach out to Ryan or they'll reach out to me and say, hey, we need you guys here. We need you to put out an APB like, hey, get everyone out here for this. How would someone, let's say, out of our reach go about like understanding, like, where do you hear about these bills coming up to committee? I'll answer that right after this. Silencer Central, America's largest silencer dealer. New for 2022, the Banish 46. Yes, 46 caliber. You can shoot a 4570 through this bad daddy. And the new Banish 338. Um, exceptional noise and recoil reduction. People don't talk about the recoil reduction enough on silencers. That's a big deal. Um, if the Banish suppressor does not significantly reduce the report and recoil of your firearm, Silencer Central will buy it back. Wow. I did not know that. SilencerCentral.com. They make it super easy. Arms Corps Rock Island Armory, the STK 100 9mm, is Arms Corps' first striker-fired pistol. Features an aluminum frame, 1911 grip angle, extended beaver tail for greater control, and 17-round capacity. Optics ready for universal micro... They have plates for universal for micro dots. And... um, They'll actually give current owners a new site plate for free because they keep updating things. They've actually lowered the MSRP to $499. Armscore.com is where you go to see that. And ATN, the future of optics. ATN Optics unites top-of-the-line performance with state-of-the-art technology in thermal 
and digital day and night vision systems that allow you to do more. ATM and Optics give you that edge to perform better, whether you're in the field or on the range. Find your optic now, along with monthly promos and deals at atncorp.com. So you asked me, how do you stay abreast of this stuff, right? And I think there are a lot of different emails that you could sign up yep. for. That seems to be one way to do it. I actually did get an email from the NRA about this yes. bill going on specifically in Louisiana. I think it was the day before it was, and I would have, I would have liked a little bit more notice. Mm -hmm. Now that being said, this stuff happens sometimes with short notice. I mean, I think some of the people there who were from the gun side of things complained because <laughs> this bill was supposed to be heard like two weeks ago yeah. and then they tabled it. And mm -hmm. so, like, basically, people made the the journey to Baton Rouge from wherever they they are in the state, ready to ready to fight for. And it. Then, and then the committee goes, "Oh, oh, that that House Bill two hundred nine. We're going to defer that. We're going to hear it in a few weeks." And you're like, "I drove yeah. all the way we, here for this." We actually had, and I guess you could you could as long as you sign up for it, you could say whatever you want. But we had one one lady that was speaking who. That was the only thing she wanted to do was complain about, <laughs> hey, look, I drove all the way up here last time to yeah. hear this. You guys didn't hear it. How about this? How about we get all the bills, gun bills heard at once? Like, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't like, work I wanted like to go like, hey, come on. That'd be, that'd be um, nice in a perfect world. So a little patience goes a long way, I think. And, and being a part of your state groups, here we have Louisiana Shooters Association. Yes. I mean, there are, and the state groups should be the ones that are really on this. So yeah. it's the Texas rifle and pistol or New York or wherever you are. Um, you got to follow your state groups and, and stay involved in it. And I get it. People always go, I got a job. I got a life. I got stuff to do. That's fine. Right. Um, but yeah. can you go once a, can once a year? Yeah. Go once a year can, or how spend about this? a half day? Send a proxy. Oh, like so you hang around in gun gun groups and you hang you know other people that would be interested in this well i can't go but maybe joe smith over here could go yeah. you know like he's go down the line think about if you think about it yes we're all busy but you could probably dedicate a day to it a year and then if you couldn't like you're saying right. if you have a buddy who's retired mm -hmm. like hey joe you're yeah. you're retired you want to go uh poke Democrats yeah. in the eye for a day. Do you Does like, that, do you like to argue? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a buddy who is a lawyer? Yeah. Do you have a buddy who's a firefighter and he only works, you know, two days, you know, off two yeah. days on there's, there's lots of options yeah. there. And I mean, we went, there were, I don't know, 20, 25 people from the gun side, which is a pretty good turnout considering yeah. um, the size of the room. But man, you would well, think, I mean, they said there's 125,000 people who have a concealed carry permit in Louisiana. Yeah. That's 125,000 people. They should all not care. not a big state. They sh you should care yeah. about this stuff because they're going to restrict your rights. And the, the crazy thing, this crazy okay. stuff that you hear. Okay. Let's, let's get into this all because right. this is what they really want to hear. So, okay. So they said, well, New Orleans is special. We're special. I'm like, you're different <laughs> yeah. from Shreveport or Baton Rouge or any other sizable city in the state of Louisiana. Right. They don't have crime. Well, we're special. And we need to be able to restrict guns to help with our crime situation. And like, we don't want somebody 
walk being able to just walk into a Saints game with a gun or walk into the jazz festival with a gun. And I okay. wanted to raise my hand well, and go, you can't well, do that already. They have metal detectors. Uh, Ryan and I are kind of in the back. We're kind of on the back row of the center aisle. And Ryan's over there, like we're leaning over every five seconds going, they can't do that. I mean, there's no way. Like Ryan's been to, I don't know how many jazz fest. And he's like, um, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah there's no way you're getting in there with a gun. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, it's not just a, there's a no gun sign. No, they, they, you have to go detectors. through a metal detector. Yeah. So, and then they said, well, one of our problems in the, in the city is the bad guys get the guns because they steal them out of cars, people leaving guns right. in cars. Okay. So then they say, but we want to restrict access to people bringing guns into anywhere that serves alcohol. I mean, it could right. be an anywhere. Applebee's and anywhere. So, so you go to new Orleans or you live in new Orleans and you're caring because you're in new Orleans. You yeah, better be. You're, you're going to be. Caring. Um, and then you go, Oh, I can't I, carry into this restaurant. I guess I'll go leave it in my car. Yes. Right. Well, and then what happens then? Like, well, if they don't get them from the cars, they're going to get them from the houses, breakers, burglaries. Sure. I mean, and, uh, so it, it was it was actually interesting as we went through this to hear what people would say. They tell stories of violence and, and like people getting shot. Now, those are sad stories. But if you if you listen to it with a logical mind and don't get caught up in the emotion of it was sad that this yes. person died, how would any of these proposed rules yeah. How would how would especially this one? How would House Bill two hundred nine to exclude them from preemption affect crime and, and the real issue? And yeah, well, you brought up and it kind of at the first of the show is the statistics that were thrown out there. Now let's talk about that, like because this <laughs> this it pairs hand in hand with what we're talking about. On the problem is not the excluding yourselves from preemption. It's the crime in your city. And they had a statistic that I was just floored by. It was really damning. Well, the P three of the first witnesses that were in favor of this bill were a deputy chief of police from an OPD, the New Orleans DA. Yes. And a New Orleans city councilman. And the New Orleans DA is up there. He's talking about how, you know, we're trying to cr crack down on crime. Yes. The chairman of the subcommittee goes, well, I got some stats for you. Okay. New Orleans. This doesn't end well <laughs> for the DA. <laughs> Get ready for the crickets uh, sound effect. Okay. Um, he says, last year, 2021, New Orleans, um, of all the people who were arrested, you brought charges on 1,800 people. Okay. Okay. Wow. And we're like, wow. yeah. okay, okay. He goes, your next door neighbor county, we call them parishes here, but yeah. county, um, Jefferson Parish, which is similar in size, maybe a little bit smaller. It's smaller, yeah. 6,500 cases. Oh, okay. What about the others? What about They've got to be smaller. 7,000. And then he said, do you know how many criminal trials that you ran in New Orleans last and year? And they have 12 judges. Four. Four criminal trials in New Orleans last year. So he said, it seems Let to me. Let that settle with you a little bit. <laughs> Like, it seems think to about me, this. I mean, Four. any any large city, how is that even possible? One that a you quarter, only man. Have, 
one a quarter for criminal trials, guys. Um, so it was it was pretty eye opening. And when he said that, you know, well, what do you think? Maybe maybe you don't need twelve uh, criminal court judges. Maybe I'll we'll, maybe you need we'll change three. the budget. We'll just give you guys three. And the and DA of course is they're like, like uh, 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 <laughs> the uh. the silence was deafening. Yeah. It, when he read those stats, I, and, and that's one thing you look for are representatives that will challenge these bills. And it, it was really impressive to see how, like, how they how they came ready to fight this. Like, they actually prepared for this. They weren't just sitting back reading it for the first time. They've actually examined this, and they poked so many holes in the bill that I I, I started to feel sorry for him. <laughs> I really did. I mean, it, it, you start to sit there and go, oh my gosh, you're was, fighting yeah. an uphill battle. Yeah, but, it was like, I could box Mike Tyson. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. uh... I guess I'll I'll watch it. But I and I want to get to the story about you because you were going to talk, right? And I want to hear I want to hear what you were going to say because you had a lot of excellent points that weren't made in the in the stand because and we, and we he's, got it. We he's got alluded it. to the fact that we I got didn't sign. talk and we'll tell you why <laughs> right after this Sig Sauer the new P322 from Sig is their first US designed and manufactured 22LR pistol 20 plus 1 round capacity that adds up to 21 more than any other compact 22 on the market and they thought of everything it's optics ready it has a thread adapter. It's a single action trigger with interchangeable shoes. So whether you want a curved trigger or a flat trigger, you can just swap that out. It comes with the gun. Fully adjustable fiber optic sights. SigSauer.com is where you go to find out more. Hodgson Powder for 75 years. They've been the ones passionate about hunting and shooting sports and bringing in all this powder. So Largest U.S. supplier of smokeless powder, black powder, and substitute propellants. They continue to expand with the addition of accurate powders, Ramshot to the family. And the big deal is you can find out more about reloading at HodgdonReloading.com. Springfield Armory, their new Hellcat Pro combines performance, concealability, and capacity into one. This is a 9mm. It's 15 plus 1 capacity. But it's compact. It doesn't, if when I say 15 plus one, it sounds like you're thinking of a particular size gun. Guess what? It's smaller than that. It's the smaller footprint than any other gun in its class. It's optics ready and equipped with an accessory rail and hammer forged barrel, Springfield Armory.com. So there I was. I had my <laughs> remarks prepared and I was ready to do this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't speak and it wasn't because I chickened out. I actually, we had our, our, we had, I guess, three people from we our side five. go five? five. Yeah. They went, um, but they called up some names and it was made clear to me <laughs> by someone in the audience giving me the head nod. We have the votes. There's no need for you to speak. Everyone, you know, no when to in, stop in sales. They say when you've made the sale, it's time to shut up. Yes. When someone goes, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll buy. Stop talking. You've done, done it. Congratulations. And and this is one of those math things when, especially it's really easy in a subcommittee hearing yeah. when there are 10 representatives sitting oh, yeah. up there. They've got, they've got enough for a quorum. So they're mm -hmm. holding the hearing and you go, nine of these people 
are on our side. And it's near lunchtime. It's ready to go. Yeah. So <laughs> they. So what happened? Um, yeah, as KJ said in the beginning, this bill got beat down. Oh. They lost nine to one. It got it got deferred, so it's not going uh, moving on. But um, what I was going to talk about is the patchwork of laws that this can create when you when you just destroy mm. what we have with state preemption. When you start saying, "Oh, everybody can make their own laws," right? And the story that I wanted to talk about is yes, okay. New Orleans has a crime problem. You're right about that, and that's the reason. Citizens want to carry guns for their protection. Yes. They actually had a study um, just last week. First three months of the year. We finished that. We're in April now. First three months of the year. What was the response time of the New Orleans Police Department? For non-emergency calls, it was over two hours. For emergency calls, come right now. This is an emergency. Like, I'm being mugged. 28 minutes. 28 minutes. Was their average response time. Think about that. Twenty-eight minutes. What could in an you? Emergency. What could you do in twenty-eight minutes? Think about that. Like so. I mean, I mean, a bad a bad person or bad guys in your house, bad guys in the street. I mean, uh, or an active some, let's, let's, something's let's, happening. Let's go. Let's go worse. Active shooter. Twenty-eight minutes. How long? I mean, a, a half hour. When I was a kid, when I used to ask my parents how far it was to another place, they would tell me how many how many like TV shows it was away. Because that's how my brain <laughs> I mean, that's worked. Fair. Yeah, it was a half hour sitcom, yeah. you know, like yeah. So I mean, you're an like, episode of Gun Gunsmoke. Yeah, away. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's an episode of uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Saved by yeah, the Bell. There away. You go. <laughs> I was a kid, right? I mean, yeah. Um. So, so I said, you know. This is kind of what I would like to talk about is this is why people are carrying guns like Shanine Allen. Okay. Let's talk about Shanine Allen. Shanine Allen, a Philadelphia medical worker, single mother. She gets pulled over driving through neighboring state of New Jersey. She tells the officer, I have a gun in the car Mm -hmm. and, but don't worry, I also have a carry permit. And he goes, Mm -mm. "Uh, let me see that. Well, guess what? She's not permitted to have that gun in New Jersey because New Jersey has its own set of laws that are way different and way more restrictive. She got arrested. And this is on her daily route home. Yeah. I mean, she lives like right there, right? Right. She got arrested. She spent 40 days in jail. 40 days. Single mother. I don't know what happened with her kids during that time. Well, what happened with her job? She loses her job. What happened to your job, your kids, all that stuff. And she ended up, after a long legal battle getting pardoned by the governor of New Jersey, which was remarkable because it was such a public case. Um, and that's, I think that's why it was able to happen. But um, that's just an example of what this does is creating a patchwork of laws that are hard for law abiding citizens yeah. to adhere to. And just, you know, another thing they said is, well, the one representative that was in favor of this bill, she kept saying, well, if you don't want to come to New Orleans and adhere to the gun laws, then then don't come to New Orleans. Right. And and then she's like, well, it's just no big deal. And number one, you will lose. And New Orleans, let me tell you, you guys probably know, even if you haven't been to New Orleans, it's all about tourism. 100%. That's the that's the entire majority yeah. of their economy is tourism. So and yes, people will stay away if you have bad gun yeah. laws. 
And oh, they won't. There, there's no way. And then they I have would, the people who going. don't get to stay away. I mean, right. I-10 runs through New Orleans. So you, it doesn't even matter if you're making New Orleans part of your trip. If you're driving from Houston to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you're gonna, probably going to go through New Orleans. And think about that. Now I'm... Now, now my, you drive from Texas where they love gun. They love guns. They love gun law. They, they're good. Right. Then all of a sudden you get pulled over in New Orleans and now, oh, no, you can't have that. Right. You can't have that. You can't carry that here. Your your carry permit's no good here. Well, whatever that may be. I mean, but look at it this way. If you look at it this way, I mean, you they're not prosecuting anybody. So <laughs> you might be able to, you might, you might be okay. Yeah. But I guarantee true. you that wouldn't happen. There's no way they would start prosecuting those folks. Yeah, they'd like to make an example. Make an example of it. Bad gun owner people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys, do it now. Show we're, talk, we're talking to you right now. Sign up for email news alerts from your state groups. Follow what's going on in your state. Yeah. Because it's one of those things that once it starts snowballing, it's hard to mm. get a hold of it. But if you can show up, and squash this stuff. This is another thing. Even if you're in a state where you're like, I don't know, it's not real gun friendly or whatever. If you start getting 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people to show up to these subcommittee hearings that are all gun people and they're yeah. always all voicing their concerns. <laughs> sometimes yeah. these politicians are kind of chicken and yeah, they they're are. like, uh, maybe this, this is, yeah, this they not, may not my fight. They may not exactly. They may not like the gun stuff, but they may go, we're just not going to touch that subject. Yeah. Let's let's go if on to other it, stuff. If I, it's like I'm not even there. Yeah. I mean, just not show up for that one. Right. Which is fine. They had a golf game that day. Yeah. I'm not going to show I had, up. I had a lunch. And have to vote on on gun bills. Right. I mean, gun it's important. And and even if it's even, even if it's not in your state, like if there's some big things happening, national level, a state beside you, you know, somewhere that might be on your route to work or municipalities, like reaching out to these people is a good thing. I mean, even if it's not you, I mean, that's, it's let people know, Yeah, show up. So that's our little, uh, our little encouragement to you guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this. Hope it gave you some tips. And if you do go to a state Capitol, we'd love to hear from you. Email us yeah. info at guntalk.com. And uh, we'll see you next time on Gun Talk Nation.